This episode of the Consulting Pipeline Podcast is brought to you by me, Philip Morgan. I am getting a little tired of doing these sponsor reads. <laughs> when I started out doing them, it was a kind of, at least for me, fun, enjoyable way to point you to one of my products or services. And, I, you know, they were totally improvised. Sometimes when I have guests on this podcast, I make up a sponsor read for them as a sort of thank you to them for taking the time to talk to me and by extension you about something that I hope is relevant to this journey from generalist to specialist. And as with many things, things can start out kind of fun, but if you don't have a great plan, they turn into something not so fun. And to be clear, I'm talking not about the podcast, but just about these sponsor reads <laughs> that I would start the, the show with. So I'm going to stop doing those. <clears throat> I'll probably just uh, go with something much more simple because, as is always the case with me, any kind of fluff or chrome or unnecessary decor around the thing I'm trying to do always turns into, ultimately, for me, into some kind of distraction. What this podcast is about is two things. The primary thing, and you really, I think, can believe me when I say this, the primary thing is this is a vehicle for providing education, inspiration, and um, I guess those are the main two things. For the audience of self-employed software developers, it's okay if you're outside that audience, but really, that's who I'm thinking of when I plan and execute this podcast. It's providing inspiration and education for you, self-employed software developers, and particularly those of you that are some sort of generalist but would like to get out of that world of operating as a generalist and taste of what I find to be the, the immensely satisfying and thrilling world of deep expertise. And, you know, that can temporarily come from focusing on a software or technology platform, but once you've been through that um that roller coaster ride about two or three times, the, the, the more financially rewarding way of, of specializing comes from focusing on applying technology or software to uh, the world of business. And so that's really who this podcast is for. It's people who are trying to figure out how to make that transition and actually do it in their own business. So, of course, if my services and products can help with that, I hope you'll check them out, but for now, I'm going to stop specifically calling those out um, at, I think, a little bit of my own expense here and hopefully to provide some humor for you. I did briefly flirt with the idea that, oh my gosh, maybe some company is going to want to sponsor this podcast. So I'll have a sponsor read as a kind of placeholder and a sort of nod, wink kind of thing to them to let them know that they could just reach out and I would be happy to take their money. And... You know, money's nice, but money can also be a distraction from a larger purpose. And I think in this case, not by the way, not that anybody ever actually did that. <laughs> no company ever reached out and said, Philip, we'd sure like to, you know, uh, give you all this money just to mention us at the start uh, or middle of your podcast. So in the interest of simplicity and making it easier for me to focus on what I'm really trying to do here, which is, um, I say this with, you know, with no... Uh, sense of shame or anything. I'm really trying to change a, a part of the world. I'm trying to change an entire profession so that the option of specializing in a way that's very financially, intellectually, and emotionally rewarding is just an easy, natural option 
for that entire profession. So again, in the interest of, of that mission and of not distracting myself, no more sponsor reads. We'll just um, have an intro, just an uber short intro and get right into the content of the podcast, whatever that happens to be. Happy you're still with me after all these episodes, and I think you'll enjoy today's interview. Olivier, good to, good to speak with you. Um, let me get you to introduce yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Sure. Uh, so I'm Olivier Lambert from uh, Quebec, Canada. Uh, I'm uh, the co-founder of Tactic Media, a web marketing agency specialized with manufacturing business. Uh, we have time to talk about that later on. I also launched a new company called Lead Lion that help uh, uh, tech companies, software, SaaS, uh, that kind of industry reach their market as well. So we're specialized in outbound and inbound marketing. And I'm uh, pretty, uh, pretty stoked to be here today. So nice, nice to be here. Yeah, thank you for taking the time. So I'm going to give a little bit of backstory, which is normally not interesting, but I think in this case it is. Um, a, a few months ago, I, was, I reached out to my email list and I said, does anybody know someone who has experience selling to the manufacturing vertical? The reason I reached out is because I was working at, at that time with some one-on-one clients who were interested potentially in focusing on that vertical. That led me indirectly through an introduction to you. You and I spoke and then ran into each other at a conference not long after that. And what impressed me about what you were doing is uh, the following. I found Mm. through direct experience that sending cold email to people in the manufacturing vertical, not even to try to sell them anything, but just to try to um, open up a conversation and do some research had a very, very low response rate. You, uh, what kind of response rate do you get when you send cold email to manufacturing vertical? What's the range? It depends which kind of campaign I will run. Uh, I'll give you an example. I have a a client that sells manufacturing, they call that uh, manufacturing wall. Um, Okay. So it's like... um, uh, it's, it's like walls. It's like bay window somewhere. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so they will, they are, sorry, not manufacturing, architectural wall. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. So their target are designer and architect. So the way these guys sells is um, they will reach out to, um, to architect and designer to make their way into their material tech. So it's, which is basically the catalog of product. Right. So whenever one of the architect or designer clients uh, want to build a new commercial space, they will pick up different products. Uh, so they will pick uh, those walls and move the, my, my client has to be there. So those one I found really high reply, like mm-hmm. over 50%, which is a home run yeah. in the cold email uh, uh, data <laughs> that you can, uh, you can get. So it's super high. So that kind of uh, outreach works super well when you're targeting professionals and it has to be a win-win situation. Yeah. The architect is winning on selling that product because you get margin on it. And of course, the manufacturer do, do, does sales. So if the product is nice and the architect like it, he will uh, get into an agreement with uh, the manufacturer and they both win. Right. So they will be uh, keen to reply because they have something to win. Uh, if there is only one who wins, uh, it won't work well. Okay. So the, it's going to be a much, much lower rates, uh, open rate and reply rate. But typically we'll get around 
uh, it can it can range between uh, 18%. I've seen the lower I got mm-hmm. till uh, over 50, which is when I say over 50 is like 55, 52 per yeah. campaign. And you're talking, uh, we're getting into specifics, which I'm happy about, about uh, outbound marketing. You're talking about people taking the time to not only open the message, not only read it, but actually reply and say, yeah, let's, what's the next step? Or yes, I'm interested, or let's talk. That, that's the most difficult metric. Like getting an open rate of 50% is not hard, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. just you put the, like I can do that by putting yeah. the recipient's company name in the subject line mm-hmm. and not uh, appearing to obviously be selling something and you get a 50% open rate. You're talking about the most difficult thing. And so I was seeing, you know, with some folks getting essentially zero replies Mm. other than please remove me from your list, which is not the kind of reply you want. And um, you're getting these phenomenal results. So that's why I wanted to talk to you initially and now give you the chance to sort of share what you're doing, because I think it's very interesting. I have heard it referred to as uh, pre-targeting or pre-marketing. And um, I just want you to talk about how you came up with this system, which is not, it, it's, um, it works well enough that you're using it with other verticals. Not, it's not specific to manufacturing, in other words. So let's, let's talk, start there. How did you come up with, how did you start getting a better response rate to cold email? Yeah, sure. Um, effectively, my, uh, the system I use can be, uh, can be used with different vertical. Uh, like that's why I launched a new company called Lead Lion, like I said uh, earlier, uh, mm-hmm. because that system works well in different vertical. So if I go back three years ago when I launched Tactic Media, uh, I've grown the company you doing cold call all by itself because uh-huh. that's what I've been used to do in uh, previous jobs. I was doing cold calls. I was doing door-to-door. Uh, when I say cold call, I'm talking about 90 to 130 calls a day on on a list that has nothing like that I've never heard from me before. <laughs> yeah. So I was just calling and then I got all that data from it. I knew how many calls I had to do, which is uh-huh. 125 call to make a sales because okay. I was having a, a meeting every 50 calls uh-huh. uh, and I'm uh, closing 40% of it. So every 125 calls I get a sales. I know what's an average sales. So I get some predictable revenue from that. So it helped mm-hmm. me to, uh, uh, to grow Tactic Media to the level it is today, which is 12 staff by now. Um, I, so, I, just, I have to stop you there because yeah. I'm laughing as you say this because, uh, you know, pe- most of the people who listen to this podcast, not all of them, but most of them are um, self-employed software developers, a lot of it who are introverts. And all of us introverts would rather eat a bowl of broken glass <laughs> than do the kind of cold calling you're talking about. So I'm super impressed you're saying that's, that's essentially how you launched your agency? Oh, yeah. From okay. scratch. Wow. Doing only that. Uh, I can understand that it's tough to do. Uh, but the way I, um, the way I kind of uh, motivate myself is uh, I had the, I'll go through, uh, quickly on this, but is, um, I had the point chart uh-huh. where I was giving myself points on activity. So whenever I reached a contact, a decision maker, I would give myself a point. Uh-huh. If I get his email to subscribe to my newsletter just by asking, I, go, I would give myself another point. If I uh, book a follow-up, so let's say, for instance, a guy reply, hey, yeah, call me back in two weeks or call me back in March, I would give myself two points. Uh-huh. If I book a meeting, five points. So at the end of the day, I had the uh, one number 
that would give me my activity uh, rate. So I would feel bad if I wasn't doing uh, like 75 points a day or something like that, which is a good day. Yeah. But I would reach that number every day to make sure that uh, I would get results. So if I don't reach it, I'm like, well, I'm slacking. Okay. So it would push me to go farther, but I'm kind of a stats data, uh, <laughs> pretty yeah. crazy guy about that. So, yeah. uh, so that's how I did motivate myself. But what, was, sort of, what was the reward when you hit that number? Did you get yourself an ice cream or <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> oh, not much, not much. It's, okay. it's the money coming in the bank. That, okay. was the, <laughs> that was the motivation. You got to, got to eat and stay in your house. Yeah, because yeah, when you launch a company, it's always super stressful. Yeah. So you kind of uh, put money aside instead of, the, of going crazy with it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so... So at a certain point when you, you start getting clients and you get more and more busy managing the clients, managing the company, for, uh, training the staff that comes aboard, and you get less and less time doing cold call. But I right. still needed to get that flow of leads coming in. Uh, but I was, uh, I was kind of stuck because uh, I, I had less and less time. So taking, doing cold call all day long is, uh, is, is time consuming. Yes. So I had to figure out a new way to get leads and while spending less time on the phone. So uh, I think it was actually Jake Jorgovan who was uh, featured on your podcast uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, he, he talked to me about the book Predictable Revenue from Aaron uh -huh. Ross, uh -huh. uh, where he explained the system of cold call that, uh, uh, that allows them to grow uh, Salesforce. Uh, so it's the Salesforce, how they, the Salesforce CRM, how they grow was using uh, outreach. Mm -hmm. uh, so that system, I said, well, I, I'll give it a try. Yeah. So I started doing cold uh, email that way. Um, can, I, can I stop you there? So yeah, sure. uh, you were building an agency. What, what kind of services did the agency offer? Yep. At the time, we were pretty much a 360 agency. Okay. We were offering uh, websites, inbound, outbound, SEO, SEM, all those acronyms. Basically, okay. just tell us what you need and we'll do it, even though we have no experience. Okay. <laughs> we just Great. do everything. So, because we were uh, starting off the ground, I yeah. could not refuse any contract. But yeah. by, by, by today, as, uh, as, as we've niched down, it's totally different. It's, it's yeah. more of saying no than yes. But at the time, we were just accepting anything. Okay. So, I was cold calling company asking uh, if they wanted new websites, if they wanted uh, some uh, Google ranking and stuff. So it was it was complicated, but I was doing so much calls that I still had results. But okay, oh boy, that was a, it was a hard ride. <laughs> yeah, great. Okay, so that's what you were selling, and you came across Aaron Ross's stuff. So what happened next? So I started to test cold email uh, mm -hmm. really bad way first. I wasn't mm -hmm. uh, good at it, but I started to read more and more about how to craft a great email. Uh, how to set sequence, new tools, and all that stuff. So at first, uh, the first time I was using base CRM, they have a uh, they have like a, a, a bulk email sending feature there. Okay. Uh, I'm talking like two years ago, so maybe it's been it's been way better now. But at the sure. time, it was just like bulk email, no sequence, single yeah. email. So I sent it out an email to a list I bought. So it wasn't even targeted; it was just a bunch of companies, uh -huh. and I sent it out. And the very same day, I had three reply of people want, who wanted to get on the phone with me. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, did I just touch something? Three yeah. people want to talk to me? Wow, that's a first. Doesn't happen. Yeah. So I was super stoked. I was like, okay, so that worked. So that worked. So 
so I kept reading. Then I, I started using tools to create sequence, uh, tools that will stop the sequence when there's a reply. Uh, there's a bunch of them out there. Uh, Mailshake, Wilkmail, IQ, the one I'm yeah. using right now. Yeah. So you use that kind of tool and then you can craft a sequence of email that when there is no reply, uh, it will send a second email and a third one and a fourth one. So you get a bunch of, of reply late in the sequence. Like people will reply to the first one, but you will find quickly that email number three and four and even number two has better result than the first one. So okay. it's it really, really important that you dig deep in your sequence and uh, without spamming people, but still you have to, uh, you have to expect some people to uh, be kind of rude in their reply, but it's less than 1%. Right. So, so if you're scared to send email out uh, because people will be mad, you get one bad reply for 10 leads. So you know what? Uh, hit me back with bad reply if you exchange it with 10 leads any time of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a little bit of a tangent. What is the worst uh, thing that anybody ever said to you when you did cold calling? Not, not over email, but over cold calling. Um, it, it wasn't that bad. Everybody okay. expect people to uh, like, I've done probably, I don't know, over 10,000, thousands and thousands of cold call and yeah. I've been hung up on like twice. That's it? Yeah. That's wow. it. Yeah. It's okay. not that bad. Some people would tell you like, oh, I'm too busy. Can't. All right. See you. And then yeah. and they hang up. Sure. But only two just hung up like boom yeah. without, without a word. Yeah. Uh, and I've never been told uh, anything that I can remind right now that was okay. that bad. So no, no death threats. No, uh, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> some people tell you that you're persistent Yeah. because some people, their way to say no is just to not answer or push you later. Yeah. Uh, they say, well, you're, you're pretty intense. It's like, yeah, well, you know, you haven't said no yet. so you know the goal with cold call and following up if you're serious at it you just stop when they say no or die (laughs) it's kind of arch but you have to get there or you're leaving some uh, some money on the table okay okay great okay so you found that just the 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 negative response rate is so low compared to the positive and it sounds like as you look back on this, do you think you got lucky those first few times with cold email or um, were you doing something right? Like you got really good response right away. Um, I've got good response, but I wasn't, I wasn't niche down yet. My okay. message was super broad. It was targeting okay. anyone. There was no custom field much in it. So I've got lucky to get reply on my first send, so which kept me going because if I yeah. had the uh, if I had crickets, I yeah. might have stopped. Who knows? Right. But I had response that were, I've, I don't think I've got any clients from this first, uh, first campaign I did, uh-huh. which was a single email. Uh, but it's but you, still- you got, uh, you got calls, right? You got people on I got the phone. calls. Yeah. I got negative, ne- negative answer. Just uh-huh. people saying, no, I don't need you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I had some yeses. So I was like, yeah, I'm getting response. So in a day, I had three people were willing to talk. So if I had up to a week, I'm going to get 15 calls on qualifying, a quick qualification call. So it kept me going. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it, it did work day one. So then after that, I kept reading and then I've learned about niching down, uh, using custom field, uh, uh, using those four or five email sequence, and it just kept getting better. And by now I'm, I'm tuning down my campaign because it's too much. There's too much coming in. So that's where you, that, that's where you realize that, man, if I only I knew that before, 
I would have spent much less days drinking Red Bulls and doing calls. Because <laughs> right now I'm, I'm calling people who have shown interest. And later on, we'll talk about the whole system, but I don't even do calls anymore. I just do qualification call. Okay. So that was, what, two or three years ago. Today, your agency, uh, how would you describe your... Um, your main agency, not the new one you're starting, but the main yeah. agency. Uh, you mean my value prop? Yeah, or what, what do you do for your clients, really? Yeah, we do, uh, we do like the, the system, I call it the bound. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do outbound marketing with, uh, with Texic Media uh, as well, but in mm-hmm. the manufacturing uh, industry. So we help manufacturer in the construction material business grow their distribution network or connect with influencer through a unique approach that combine outbound and inbound marketing. I love how so, tight that was. So how did you yeah. get from generalist uh, digital agency selling anything and everything <laughs> yeah. to, to anybody, I guess, to yeah. where you are today? Because this is much more specific. How did you decide to become more specific? It all happened in one night. We, really? Yeah. Uh, we were, uh, we were the, the Me Too agency. Uh, I kind of felt that we had uh, we had this uh, we had a lot of construction business like uh, roofer um, all kind of business in the construction industry, but not manufacturer. I mean, people okay. who do actually do the work, and we had manufacturer too, with who we had a great understanding of their field of their uh, uh, their sales process, and we were still accepting business from anyone, like yeah. any kind of industry, a cosmetic. Uh, we had uh, air dresser, uh, we had uh, accountant, uh, we had uh, a pool and spas business, all mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And we always had to rethink and re-understand new industries all the time. And mm-hmm. we, were, we had a custom product, which was annoying too, because all the time you're like, oh, really had to put my mind into this. While when you have a product, it's much more easier because it's like a, I call that a sausage machine. Yeah. You just put it in and a sausage pop at the end. Right. So when you're doing that, you're focusing on your process and you're selling something instead of giving a, a custom service to everyone. So I was, I was tired to have all those conversations and all those headaches about what we're going to do for this client and mm-hmm. then him, what we'll do. Oh, and this one. So we were doing everything and nothing. So, so I, I asked my partner, uh, my, which is my twin brother, by the way. Oh, uh, He's a, he's a programmer and uh, he was feeling the pain too. I was like, well, it's pretty annoying. I'm really working way too many hours tr- just trying to figure out the plan. So we sat down, we had this sheet and we decided to uh, characterize and describe all our clients and see if there was a, a common uh, thread between okay. them. Yeah. So we nailed down the top five results we had for clients, which were the one we had the most success. Uh, what were their, their characteristic, their, um, their, mm-hmm. like their, their spec of those mm-hmm. companies? Um, what was their top three service, services? Uh, what was uh, our top passions we got? What was the most fun? What's, what's what we like to do in our business? Right. Uh, and we kept asking questions like that. And then we ended up with a list of clients. I still have the paper right in front of me that when we did that and took the notes uh-huh. and we realized that we had tons of construction, uh, the manufacturer in the construction material business that were reaching out to the U.S. to build their network mm-hmm. or uh, build contacts there or create sales. And they were all in the B2B industry. And uh, so that was it. I was like, that's it. That's what we do. It's the best client we got. 
That's the one that pay the most. That's the one that get the most results. And that's the one we do what we like. Wow. So that was it. It was like, boom, one night, overnight, we were that agency and we found ourselves, which is really tough. It's not like it's like, I, I tell it like it was easy, but it's super difficult when you're, you're, you start from scratch to know what, what you'll do. It's, yeah. it's not something, I think that whoever is able to niche down uh, early is, is going to benefit from it, but it's tough because you don't like to say no. You feel like you'll, you'll need money later. You're like, oh, can I really refuse that? We, we can do it, I know. But yeah. it's not moving the train forward. Yeah. So. Yeah, so um, a couple questions about that. So how, at that time, how long had you been doing your, your agency when, when you sat down and made that list? Has that been uh, a bit more than two years? That okay. old thing happened this year. Okay. How, uh, how many clients had you worked with at that time? Uh, 150. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Over 150 you, websites. Ooh, that's a lot. So you, yeah. you had you had a pretty good, uh, a pretty large size of options to choose from. Yeah. Okay. So what changed after you made that decision that it was going to be construction and construction materials manufacturing? It's changed a lot. It's okay. much more easier to come up to someone and tell him what you're doing and it will get you leads. It will get you referral. If I say to someone, uh, we do web marketing for a small and medium business. Mm -hmm. He's like, cool. I know hundreds of them, but I don't know which one I'm going to talk to you about. But if I come up and I say, yeah, we help manufacture in the construction material business, like I said earlier, grow their distribution network or hit the U.S. market. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, I know a company, one of my clients. He, he, does, uh, he does those uh, woods, uh, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, so I, maybe you should connect. So, mm -hmm. yeah, sure. Yeah, cool. So since then, I've got much more referral. Mm -hmm. It's super easy to market. Uh, whenever we do, um, we do ads uh, or if, uh, Google ads, that's especially we've I've never had inbound leads. Now we do. Uh, in Google ads, when people type uh, web marketing Montreal or something like that, mm -hmm. um, it's going to pop a bunch of agencies that do 360 uh, services. Say, yeah, mm -hmm. we're a web agency that help companies. And then in the middle, you're going to get, uh, it's, it's all in French though, so don't, don't Google it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to say something like uh, web agency, uh, who help a manufacturer in the B2B industry reach the U.S. market. So uh -huh. I don't care about the others that will come that are looking for an agency, but the one who are in that market would click you instead of the others because right. you, you talk to them. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like, based on our previous conversation, the, is it, it, the only service you're offering is outbound with this system of, around cold email that you've developed? Is that the only service you offer? Uh, with Lead Lion, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, with, what a, with the agency? Yeah, with Tactic Media, um, mm. we, we have, since we had that many clients, we still service them, most okay. of them. There's a few that we did not renew. Yeah. Uh, but we will, we, it's still a, a dev shop. So uh, we do uh, web development a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, we do inbound, we do email marketing. There's still a bunch of stuff that we do for our, uh, our clients. But the more it goes, less there is another field. Right. Uh, so we will offer a website because sometimes uh, you get with a company that you offer them inbound or outbound marketing and their website is, uh, is kind of crappy. Yeah. So first step is rebuild that website, create some, some call to actions and funnels, and then we're going to run marketing on it. 
Got so it. the first step is often rebuild the website. So, and it's, it's still a good chunk of our uh, yearly revenue, of course. Right. Okay. So those services are complementary. They, they all work together. I would say that when I talk about uh, uh, the bound, like the, the outbound and inbound marketing uh, mix, it's, it's almost like it's the entry product. Mm-hmm. Like I get my feet in the business with that product and then yeah. they want to do it. They're like, yeah, that's an awesome idea. I want to do that. I want it now. I'm like, okay, but let's rebuild your website first. Sure, we'll do yeah. We need right. a new website now. We have a reason to build a new website. Right. Because often in the construction industry, they're like, yeah, our website brings us nothing. It's, it's just there. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, it's still the image of your company. And then you're like, yeah, but if you want if someone, yeah, but don't care. People call. Like, yeah, but now we will run this campaign and we need a brand new website. It's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we definitely need a new website now. So it's the entry product that gives them a reason to uh, rebuild their, their web uh, presence. How did you see that, that, um, that way of thinking about things? Did you, did you know that right away or how did you discover that that's how your, your prospects see things, how they make decisions? Uh, because you always get, uh, when, you, when you're not targeted and you have nothing special, uh, they get hundreds of calls or a year offering that service. There's so many web agencies out there that do calls or email them or reach out or try to sell them a new website, but there is no reason behind it. People just, and then you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I saw 10 people are offering me that. So what's, what's, what's your pricing? What, what's, the, right. what's, what's the price of this? And then yeah. you become, you know, a commodity in some ways because they, they all get offered a new website, AdWords campaign. But they're like, yeah. So you, you're like in the mix. But when you niche down and you get a specific product that you, you own and you live by it, you'll be able to explain it with passion. And you're going to differentiate. And it will say, yeah, this guy doesn't build website. He built channel. He built traffic on my website and my website all of a sudden makes sense. So let's talk about the sausage machine as you called it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that, uh, as, as you're describing what you do, that's more and more I can see that's the, the, the differentiator. That's the secret sauce is yeah. we have this approach that works far better than just cold email or I'm not sure exactly how you pitch it, but yeah. it's, it's cold email plus some other things. So why could you kind of talk about what, what's going on there? Yeah. So it's a, it's a mix of inbound and outbound marketing. So we will drive uh, emails through your, your, your ideal customer, your target that you have identified first. Uh, let's take the example of the architectural mural that I explained it earlier that mm-hmm. we're targeting architect and designer. That's where their yearly revenue comes from. So those guys want architect and designer to visit their website. Mm-hmm. So what I say is, look, we will get the emails of every architect and designer in Montreal, for instance, and uh, we will send them emails. And by the way, there are 750 of them. So we will send them email, a four email sequence. So they're going to get the first email that will say something like, hey, uh, I'm this guy from this company and we get, uh, and we do uh, architectural mural. I looked at your website and your profile on LinkedIn and I think there could be a good fit between us. Mm-hmm. So would you like to talk about it? Boom. That's it. Okay. Then there's going to be a three days uh, spam and you're going to get reply. You're going to get positive reply, negative reply, going to get referral. You're going to get people who are not interested, but might like to talk about it later. I call them farm club. Uh-huh. 
going to get autoresponder, going to get people who want to unsubscribe or tell you that, you know, don't email me anymore. A yeah. little bunch, but not, not that much. Yeah. So that's the kind of reply you're going to get. A lot of them won't reply, but they will click your email or your, your website in your signature. And they're going to go on your website. Mm-hmm. I guess you see me coming there, but when they get there, they get caught by or a cookie and by or Facebook pixel. And they're mm-hmm. going to hear about you for two months <laughs> or something. Uh-huh. So those people will get uh, banners everywhere they go on the web. They're going to see Facebook ads wherever they go on the webs. And when they click there, they might subscribe to your newsletter. They might uh, call you from there and you won't really know it comes from uh, the, the email campaign. Um, but they come from there and it's going gonna, it's gonna to drive uh, targeted traffic on your website. Mm-hmm. If ever those two don't convert, they're going to get three days later or five days later, it depends, a second email. They would just ask them if... Uh, if they've, uh, if they received the first one, like, uh, Hey, Philip, uh, just to make sure you got my first email regarding mm-hmm. our architectural wall, uh, I'd like to see if there's a fit between us, uh, reach out. Right. So then again, another three days going to go by. If they don't reply, they're going to get the third one. And that's where reply comes uh, the most, the third one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's going to say again, the same. And you try to bring some value in every email, like a mm-hmm. little add on, but don't be too long. Don't write huge paragraph, especially in the first one, be really, 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 uh, the most uh, the, the the smaller email, the better, almost. Yeah. Uh, but still, say who you are. Third email, then you, you go again. Hey, uh, just uh, bumping that email up your email thread. Uh, to make sure that uh, I'd like to talk fifteen minutes uh, to see if there is a fit. I think uh, we've been working with this and this and this company. You 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 drop down some uh, clients you have and uh-huh. that they probably know to you know pique their interest so they know like oh he's working with them maybe maybe worth fifteen minutes you know. And, uh, and then the fourth email, I'd like to do, uh, I like to be uh, a little dramatic in the fourth one. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd say something like, hey, Philip, well, this is my fourth email, probably sealed the deal for me here. Uh, so if ever you want to learn more about me and our company and uh, the, the good opportunity you could get with us, uh, just reach out or visit our website and see what's, what's there for you. Okay. Hopefully we'll catch up later far well. Olivier, right. you know, something like okay. that. I'm going to yeah. make them feel a bit, uh, a, bit, a bit bad about not answering my email. <laughs> uh, but, you, you know, just, just keep it cool. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so those four emails with gather clicks, uh, gather visit on your website, they will open it often. Sometimes people open your email like 10 times. I, I don't get it. Yeah. But, uh, but they, they, they will do. Maybe they're visiting your website again, again, again. And, uh, and when they go on your website, there's a lot of them who goes there. You better have a, a funnel set up there. It can be an opt-in. Uh, it could be like um, uh, five reasons to work with us or five, uh, five uh, product that can, uh, I don't know, like optimize your workspace mm-hmm. or five reasons architect work for us or, you know, try to have a, a little PDF like on one page that, that will give them information they're looking for. Because like, mm-hmm. usually when they see something like that, they won't give you your email uh, unless there's something for them. Right. Uh, it's just, uh, hey, sign up to your newsletter. Why? Why would I do that? Right. Usually they want something free and they want it now. So right. give it right, to them. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that was the, that was the cold email and the, the, uh, the, the inbound part, which is mm-hmm. uh, basically retargeting. Uh, but then, uh, I don't know if you wanted to uh, comment on this or have any questions, but there's, there's other step after that. So, uh, this like uh, every time I hear you talk about this, I'm like, wow, this is so clever. <laughs> but 
Um, so is this accurate? One way you're, the, the reason this is increases response rate is because you're starting to show up in that prospect's online world in more yeah. places, right? Yeah. You're, you're in their inbox. Uh, inboxes are very busy and saturated with all kinds of outreach because, you know, I'm sure everybody listening knows this. Um, if one person is reaching out to you with cold email and getting good results, that means immediately um, other people are going to start seeing that that works and start using the same mechanism to reach people. So you're competing with a lot of noise in the inbox, right? Yeah, but I think that architect won't receive that much of emails uh, that talks to them. Uh-huh. Uh, I receive a bunch of emails. I don't read them all. Uh, yeah. tagline, uh, the headline, the subject line is super important. Yeah. Uh, but if I see value into it, if the tools that uh, mine, data mine emails or extract email, I'm going to open it. I need to know if there's something better out there. Right. If so it tells me something looking, that, yeah. You're, you're looking for relevant emails is what you're saying. That, like, yeah. That's the first filter people oh, yeah. apply is oh, yeah. it's got to be yeah. relevant. Yeah. If I haven't said it, step one, get a great list. Yeah. So um, then they, they're maybe clicking a link and ending up on a, recite, uh, on a site where a Facebook pixel gets you know, attached to them and now you can start showing them ads. What do those Facebook ads look like or what are they like? Uh, we will talk to them directly. I know I'm okay. driving architect on the website. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna give them uh, we're gonna give them uh, what they want. So so the the ads is gonna talk to architect. Uh-huh. It's like it's, it's that di- directly. You don't you don't fool around. You know that's who's there. So and actually, uh, if I haven't mentioned it, uh, we drive them to a landing page. Even okay. though it's written the client website, when they click on it, the the hyperlink drive to a landing page. Okay. So, so it's even more targeted and the funnel's there. And when they go on the, um, on the, uh, on the Facebook ads, uh, I'm going to try to give them a why. Why would I click on this? Okay. So I'm going to say um, for architectural mural, for instance, the ads is going to say uh, the best product for architect in Montreal so far or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It's like architect has been, uh, has been taking advantage of this for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the best secret in Montreal kept, uh, it's right for you right here. And maybe sometimes you ask a questions, you try to, uh, did you know that uh, this store's architectural mural has been winning, uh, has been uh, award winning for architect, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Like, oh really? Then they click on it and they see it. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you really have to put yourself in, in, uh, in, in your target shoes and people are so noisy on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it feels like they, they, they don't feel like there's humans behind it. If I'm just saying like, Hey, I'm cool. Uh, we have 30 years of experience. We have the best product. We're this, we're that doesn't work. Like catch them with something that would pique the interest that will click in and, the best way to do that is to give something up, something free. Okay. Okay. So are there other parts of the sausage machine, <laughs> this, uh, you know, uh, ex, uh, this sort of awesome addition to email marketing? Are there other parts of it that, or is that the entire system? Or No, there's a, there's a second step because okay. there's a lot of lean management to do because uh-huh. you're going to get a lot of answer. Uh, some people will say yes. Some people will want to talk more. Some people will give you a referral. 
So you're going to get a lot of people who say, yeah, it's not me, it's Steve. Talk to Steve. Mm. Uh, here's his email. Well, if I decide to go on the phone at that step, I might call 10 times before reaching Steve. Uh, same with uh, direct people, positive answer. They might say, yeah, yeah, it's me. Just call me. Mm-hmm. So you're going to spend a whole lot of time trying to reach to people who you haven't spoke to yet. Okay. So there's a, there's a simple tool you can use called Calendly. Uh, there's a, it's just a, you know, Calendly or HubSpot as that. It's an appointment yeah. tool. Yeah. Uh, pretty much everyone use it, but it's super useful in this sequence. So what I do, if someone replies, it's me. I'm going to subscribe in, in a new email sequence that have as an objective to book them in your Calendly, in your calendar. Same with referral. If someone tells me it's Steve, I'm going to ask for his email and I'm going to email Steve using the custom fields. And let's say it's uh, Paul that uh, referred me to Steve. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, hey, Steve, uh, I'm calling you after Paul referred me to you. Looks like you're in charge of... Uh, of the architectural mural here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought I could, I should reach out so we connect and talk. Uh-huh. And Steve's like, Oh yeah, really cool. Yeah, sure. Cause it's Paul that referred him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the positive answer is say, yeah, cool. So, um, so yeah, so I'm calling, I'm, I'm reaching out cause uh, I found your, your, your profile uh, very appealing and we've done work with this and this and this client. And I think you could benefit from this service as well. So it would be good to step on a call for 15 minutes. Here's my Calendly link. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the thing is that part, you can easily uh, use a VA or an assistant to run it on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And then you're just working and there is appointment booked in your calendar while you're working and you don't have, a, you don't have to do anything. So it puts your lead generation on automation. It's, uh, it's all automate. Mm-hmm. And while you, 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 you do podcasts with Philip Morgan or you go around <laughs> drinking coffee, you get appointment booked in your calendar uh, just by that. And that's why I created that. That's because of my personal experience that I've done that. Because uh, earlier when I said I started to do cold email and then I had those sequence, I was following up by phone with everyone. Referral, and then I ended up doing a whole lot of calls again. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm just chasing people. So I'd rather put more emails in the machine at the yeah. beginning and have those automation again, those sequence that will get them in my calendar. Yeah. Uh, and then boom, I get appointments uh, booked all the time with that. Okay. I want to ask about the list building part, but first I want to um, talk about how I've, like ever since I talked to you about this, it got me thinking sometimes I will, on behalf of my clients, do some email outreach. And it's not for sales purposes, it's for market research, for people mm-hmm. who are trying to decide how to narrow down. And I thought, wow, this could work even for that. We're, I'm, we're not trying to get sales appointments, but structurally it's the same thing because we're trying to get uh, calls so that my clients can do market research. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I talked to you at that conference and did a little more reading on it. And out before we email people, I'll take the email list and create a Facebook custom audience with it, mm-hmm. which yeah. if the email list is 300 people, it's not going to be 300 people in the Facebook custom audience. It might be 50 or 80 or something like that. But then I'll show an ad to them. The purpose of the ad is not for them to click it. It's just so that my client starts showing up in their world uh, before we email them. Mm-hmm. So when they see them in the inbox, it's not the first time they've, uh, you know, seen that company yep. or that email address. 
And we'll also go visit their email, their LinkedIn profile before sending the cold email for the same reason. So we just yeah. start to show up in their world a little bit. All this came from your system. It's oh, just cool. instead of, uh, we're doing, I guess, a, a hybrid of inbound and outbound, but doing some of these things before sending the email. So I just want to um, throw that out there because um, there's lots of ways that you can apply the same thinking that you're doing, which is don't just do it all with email. Do it with a combination of things. That's really the magic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very clever way to use it. Uh, it brings brand awareness. And uh, my architect example uh, does that too, because there's that many architects in Montreal. And they keep saying my clients ads, when there's going to be a request for proposal or something, they will think about them. Mm -hmm. uh, and in a different way to use it, uh, there is the way you just told me. I, I didn't uh, ever heard about that. So that's, uh, that's a cool one. I'm happy to have, uh, uh, I've helped you with that. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I've used the same system for... Um, there's a complex here um, uh, that's a rent uh, commercial space for a uh, uh, health specialist. Mm -hmm. And uh, they did a grand opening where they, they invited everybody here about uh, everybody that is in that space to attend. Uh, and the, the end goal of that was to uh, rent the space that was left uh, empty so far. Uh, so to have them show up at the grand opening, uh, we created a, a four email sequence where they had to confirm their, their presence. Mm -hmm. And we used their email to do uh, some Facebook ads and uh, so they can see the, uh, that building pop in their, in, their, in their feed all the time. So we've been uh, targeting them with that. And another cool part, that, uh, a li little trick here, uh, people when they signed up in LinkedIn back in the days 2007, uh, they might have signed up with uh, skateboard67, uh, my friend at gmail.com. Right. And they probably use the same email for Facebook. So if you extract email uh, using uh, those uh, email, uh, those LinkedIn uh, extractor, let's call them that way, mm -hmm. uh, in lack of better words, uh, you will often get their personal email that comes with it. So it's usually the same that we use for Facebook. If, if you want to load them up in the Facebook audience tool, uh, you can get personal email extracting from LinkedIn. So, what's your favorite tool right now for extracting emails from LinkedIn? Yeah, there is two I'm using. Uh, the main one is GetProspect.io. Uh -huh. uh, for those who are familiar with Onter, it's like the same interface. It's it's almost mm -hmm. uh, it's almost a uh, copy and paste. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna get you uh, if you get a search queue of thousand people, you're gonna get like four hundred emails out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're like between 300 and 400, so 30, 40 percent, mm -hmm. and you get a bunch of not confirmed, and there's a bunch of not found. Mm -hmm. And if you've listened to uh, Jake Jorgovan podcast where he explained his uh, lead cookie system, mm -hmm. uh, I would suggest to use the not found and uh, and add them to LinkedIn uh, using DocSoup or mm -hmm. uh, LinkedIn Helper. Uh, so those one you don't have emails, you can reach uh, with them easily uh, uh, using DocSoup straight in uh, LinkedIn. So you get 100 percent reach. Using that. Nice. So there's two more questions I want to ask. Um, one is uh, when we were at the conference, you looked at me kind of in a serious way. And it, like people have heard you talk about how much work you've done to systematize your business so that you're freed up to do other things. And you kind of gave me this serious look and said, the one thing I, I don't delegate is the list building. I do that myself because it's the most important part. Yeah. Can you, can you talk about how you do that or, you know, tips you've learned about how to build a better list? Yeah. Um, 
So there's many ways to do it. Uh, there's uh, other tools that I use and get prospect. There's a simple tool that's been around for a very long time. It's called Email Hunter. Uh, let me make sure it's the, the good name. It's, yeah, Email Hunter. So it, it just scrapped email from pages. Uh, so if you go on a website and the Email Hunter is going to tell you, yeah, there's three email on that page. Um, and uh, so sometimes when uh, LinkedIn doesn't get you uh, the emails you're looking for, uh, you can go around in websites and get generic or even uh, people email using that. But why I don't delegate it most of the time, but I guess I will have to because I, I have uh, much more client than I used to. So yeah. the time is, uh, is, is running. Yeah. Uh, is because it's, it's a step one. It's step one of the campaign, especially for a new client. When you build them a list and you want your campaign to work, the, if, you're, if you go with uh, you know, the analogy with the shotgun and the sniper, yeah. Uh, if you go and you just shoot sniper, you're gonna uh, you shoot shotgun. You're gonna get a lot of negative, a lot of uh, uh, bad response. Just people say, "Well, that doesn't apply to me." Oh no, it's not for me. Uh, we don't have this. We don't need that. And if you narrow it and you have the perfect target, uh, you're gonna get a lot of positive answer and good chance the client might ask you to tune it down a little bit because it's too much and their sales yeah. process not fit for that. Yeah, but I like I like that. I like when that happened. I'm like, you know, we're not gonna stop it, but we will slow it down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's so important. The list building is so important, it's, it's, especially when you niche down. You you don't want to go after everyone, and and it's so important because uh, your client's gonna refer you people. I always give this analogy using a trees, uh, a tree. If you if you hang out at the bottom of the tree. Uh, the branches there hang out with the branches around them and they will refer you uh, low branches. But mm -hmm. if you rise above and you get at the top, those branches going to, you know, they're going to refer you to a great, other great company. Mm -hmm. So if you target great company, it's going to have a good effect on your whole client base because you're going to hang out there. You're going to get bigger clients and then you're going to raise your price. You're going to try to find a roof and boom, get more money. So when you think back to the, the first few times you built a list, what, what was the one biggest mistake you made back then that you've now figured out was a mistake? Uh, being lazy. Oh, what, uh, what do you mean? Well, sometimes you get excited. You're like, wow, get results. I'm going to load up that whole bunch of emails. And then you end up following up with bad leads. Ah, okay. uh, especially when I wasn't using the second part of my system, using the Calendly. Yeah. I was losing a lot of time following up with bad uh, with bad, uh, bad uh, prospect, uh, bad leads. And uh, there is something I have to be careful of. I'm, uh, I'm kind of obsessed with data and closing down my CRM and, and putting uh, leads in the bucket. And sometimes, even though I know it's not a good fit, I'm going to get him to say no. And I waste too much time just like getting all that list done, like no or yes or later, but I'm going to follow up until they say no. And while it's a bad habit, it's kind of a good one. Yeah. But sometimes I really have to give up, you know. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so. Yeah, so waste, is, wasting time on bad prospect coming from bad list. Okay, so in terms of creating the list, it's sort of, in the beginning, you, you were not um, selective enough. You were not, you just put too many people on the list who were not a great fit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, I was giving a shot to different industries. Yeah. It kind of helped me to learn about them. Now that yeah. I think about it, it's not bad. But I've wasted time running bad industries. Yeah. Being uh, not enough informed about um, 
some kind of industries that really just don't care about the web, especially like business works with requests for proposal, mm -hmm. RFPs, uh, yeah. or they get works from the government. Mm -hmm. uh, they're tough to reach and they really don't care about the websites. Uh, we tried aerospace, airplane uh, mm -hmm. industries, and it's all RFPs. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, don't need my website. There's no reason. Uh, it's just out there, but basically to get the phone number, but they really don't need it. But I was going, yeah, yeah they got huge revenues. Yeah. So I thought they were a good fit, but those guys don't do marketing much. So, Yeah, that makes sense. Everything is a whale. So they just, oh, they don't it, need a lot of. It's really have clarity on industries and which one is a good fit or not. Yeah. So the second question I wanted to ask before we wrap up is if you could talk about Lead Lion. Um, it sounds like that's the sausage machine, but you're yeah. offering it yeah, to yeah. Uh, different verticals. So how does that work? Yeah, I'm super pumped with this company. Uh, decided to create it again uh, because I, I don't want to, um, I want to niche down with companies. I don't want to go around too many prospects and it's really the goal of it. Because I took basically the, the best of what Tactic Media does for a manufacturer mm -hmm. and I've applied it to tech companies, software, SaaS, uh, and, and that's what we do. Uh, so those companies, what I like about it is they have a whole wide market. And cold email sequence and, um, um, and inbound marketing can go forever with them. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my example I gave with manufacturer, it's just that there is that many architect around there. So at some point you've been around, but with, uh, software and SaaS, it's, it's almost endless for many industries there. Uh, so we will use that very system. I just talked to you about the cold email sequence, the retargeting, the Facebook ads, uh, the Calendly, which is an upsell to me. We, we, we do the lead management. Yeah. Uh, we book meeting for them. So we, we take, so while our clients are, main, uh, are doing their stuff, we bring them leads in and all they have to do is send a check, you know, but, yeah. uh, but this check is, uh, what, what's fun with that sequence and that, that system is that it's easy to give an ROI. It's easy to say the cost per leads. Look, you've paid that much and we bring you that much leads. So it costs you $45. So if you had a button in front of you and all you had to do is press it and you get a new lease for $45, would you press it? Mm -hmm. You say yes, you say no. And if you say yes, all right, let's keep going. And, and those people are super busy, super busy. They got customer support. Uh, they got all that. Uh, they have to keep up with their competitor. They need money in, so they're willing to spend. They get founded as well. They get money for that. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a good fit. I really find, and it's super exciting. I love tech. I love, uh, of course, uh, that industry. I use a lot of software. I use a lot of CRM, all those tools that I'm using. So we speak the same language. Right. So it's really, it's, it's, it's uh, super eye-opening for me uh, on what's, what's out there. And I'm, I'm super pumped and excited to, uh, uh, to collaborate with those companies. That's great. Okay. Well, this has been great, Olivier. Um, this, I, I love these podcasts where we can just talk about a range of things, but there's also something people could take away and apply. Um, I know people will have questions. They yeah. may want to reach out. How could they reach you or what should they do if they're curious to learn more? Yeah, well, about Lead Lion, uh, it's going to be leadlion.co. Uh, there's a form there uh, that you can fill up. Uh, by the way, if you fill it up and you ask me for my script or my sales process, I'll give it away for you. 
So just fill it up. Just say it was, um, actually, you know what? I'm going to create a landing page. It's going to be leadlion.co slash Phil, uh, Philip slash Philip. Okay, leadlion.co slash Philip. Okay. One P at the end. And uh, hey, Can I make a suggestion? What if you do sure. C- CPP for Consulting Pipeline Podcast? So, oh, sure. All right. Okay, so do, let's, let's do that. Yeah. Leadlion.co slash CPP. All right, leadlion.co slash uh, CPP. Yeah. And uh, I'll put my script there uh, for you to grab in exchange of uh, filling up the form there. And you'll get a Calendly link. Uh, if you want a 15 minutes consultation with me, I'll be happy to learn more about you. That's great. Um, Olivier, thank you. Yeah, let me write really down wonderful. that. Uh, let me write down that. <laughs> CPP. I'll, send, I'll, I'll send it to yeah. you afterwards, just so we get it right. So how, long, how long does that take to be live? So <laughs> I'll set it up first. You, I think you'll have a few weeks before. This okay, cool. Lives. Yeah. All right. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> well, Olivier, it was great to talk to you. I hope you have a wonderful uh, Christmas, and you've got a what a new uh, nephew or niece. Your yeah, brother, yeah, brother. yeah. He's born. Uh, I'm a uh, I'm his godfather. So my brother, my twin brother, uh, partner with Texic Media. Mm-hmm. Uh, his second sons, uh, second kids. He got a, a girl and now a boy. Uh, he's born uh, like 35 hours ago, so he's brand new. <laughs> Had the chance to hold him earlier today. It's uh, oh, very. Uh, cool. It's pretty pr- pretty nice moment. Yeah. Is he an identical twin or does he look exactly like you or? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Okay. No, he's, no, he's much taller than me, but I'm bigger. Okay. Uh, I'm still not that big. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm more of an extrovert as you probably see. And he's more yeah. of an introvert. He's more of a, he's more of a, yeah, more of a, a, a computer guy. While yeah. I'm more as I'm more of a sales guy. <laughs> what a great combination. Yeah. So it's, it's perfect. Okay. It was good to talk to you, Olivier. I'm just going to hang up on you now. And again, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, it was a pleasure, Phil. And uh, feel free to reach out anytime. Always a pleasure. Okay. Bye for now. Bye.